Good morning. Welcome, Phoenix Patriot Radio News Hour. This is hour number two for me. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Last hour in Colorado, just talking about the madness of Hofstra University wants to get rid of a statue of Thomas Jefferson, a school at Cal, a high school at California says the mural of George Washington. I'm too traumatized by it. Speaking of traumatized, I, I heard uh, on the news feed that in Colorado now, I guess the governor's going to sign a law that's going to allow for weed to be delivered to your house. Yeah, think about it. All the potheads, they're they're loving it. Right? Think about it. You know, you can maybe they can sign a deal with like Uber, right? And, and then like the Uber driver be like, yeah, well, I'll just take a quick hit and on my way over and, and maybe you get a, he can stop at McDonald's for you and, and, and get you a Big Mac and a large fry and a, and a, a hot fudge sundae along with your dime bag of Maui Wowie. And a nickel bag of tie stick. How great is that? That's what I heard. I don't know. Crazy. Uh, You never know what you're going to. You know what? Hey, it's Friday. 800-951-0592. We had the government's jobs report out today. It was awesome. It was spectacular. 263,000 jobs created. Big, a big number. Now, I will say this. We get that every, and it's either April or May. One of them always, we get a big number. We do it every year. Uh, mostly because, again, they seasonally adjust. I'm sorry. But this number isn't the real number. I want it to be the real number, but it's just not. But okay, whatever. I guess, you know, they, they, they like to... To be smart, right? They, they they want to show us how much smarter they are than us. And so they seasonally adjust everything. But nonetheless, I want to, this was a big number. 263,000 jobs. Unfortunately, however, there was a lot of uh, fluff in the number. Uh, one of the highlights they said was construction jobs up 33,000. The funny part was, and, and I guess maybe this is the problem with some of these reports, is other reports will tell you the exact opposite. So according to the construction industry, not here in Phoenix, as an example, Phoenix, obviously, we're building apartments everywhere. Construction spending has been falling for four straight months in a row. So, but but it, this is a seasonal. The snow is melted, right? All that stuff. So the government they do this every. This is a, a every April thing. Then this year was a, a big number was the census. I didn't even think about that uh, because it's census time. So I guess now the government is doing the hiring for the census. Uh, so that added. Uh, a uh, a bunch of one-offs. Matter of fact, according to uh, the people that track this stuff, not me, people uh, a lot smarter than me, supply chain hiring grinds to a halt, was what they said. Manufacturing, trade, and transportation hardly showed any gains 
in this 263,000. Uh, the the construction jobs, uh, also the seasonal jobs. Financial sector was up 12,000. They said on real estate. I, I maybe I don't know. Are, are you are you a realtor? Uh, not that. Hey, listen, real estate. We know what what that what that is. It's it's okay, but maybe again, right? Maybe because it's the springtime. This is when people want to move. Right, hey, school's about over. Let me start looking for a house so I could buy that. Landscaping up twenty thousand. Apparently, that's another seasonal adjustment. Again, I guess okay. Right, the snow melted. You're heading to your cruise. I'll have to ask Brian McKnight. Maybe that's a real number. Uh, healthcare. That was the big game. Healthcare had big game. Fifty three thousand. Uh, and an unusual jump in social services, up 26,000. This was a, a seasonal adjusted number. Also seasonally adjusted food service. I don't, I don't know what that really is. Sorry, I wish I did. Up 25,000. So of the 263, about 46 of it won't be repeated in the landscaping social services construction number and then the government this was where the um census people were another twenty-seven thousand of those people uh but all in all it was a decent number it was i was excited to see it and i was like up oh, that's probably gonna mean gold's gonna fall when i saw the headline gold's up double digits today Silver's flying today. Silver's back almost to fifteen bucks today, and I was like, "Wow, that's weird." And I and I and I was waiting, right? Because I was waiting because initially when the number first came out, silver fell, gold fell, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, that you know, dollar's probably going to rally here, and and people are are going to talk about rate hikes and and all that stuff," and instead. The dollar's down today. Actually, it's down about a quarter of a point, down 22 basis points. Several Federal Reserve members have come out today to say, hey, yeah, no, we're not raising rates. I'll tell you why when we get back. What was it in that jobs number that had people worried? The economy's red hot. The jobs number blows it away. Why is the dollar down? Why are the Fed governors coming out saying we're not raising rates? Why are gold and silver rallying? Well, like everything else, the devil's in the details. Wages. Now, they they gave a good spin. They did. I was watching on the idiot box. So, normally I'm already at work. Because the number comes out 5.30 a.m. Arizona time. And I'm usually already here by then. But I waited today because I don't have TV here. I'm too cheap to spend the 50 bucks to get the cable company so I can watch the news here. And uh, my wife would be like, yeah, you'll never come home if you got TV at the office. So uh, I waited because I wanted to, to hear their spin. And they talked about, oh, yeah, wages are up 3.2% year over year. Now, what does that have to do with April? Not a lot, but okay. 
but I wanted to know how much did your paycheck go up in the month of April? Because they have that number. I couldn't get them to give it. They they said the number $27.77, they said. Well, I know how to do math. And and if you take the average hourly work week, by the way, the average hourly work week, how many hours do you get fell? Not a lot, but you lost a tenth of a percent, down to 34 hours a week, 34 point, I don't know, four, something like that. Maybe it was 34.1. So I took the wage that they gave on the report, $27.77, times it by the work week, it equaled $49,000. And I was like, huh, that's weird. Because 70% of the people in this country make less than that. That's a fact. So how can that wage be that high? And and then, of course, you figure out, oh, wait a minute. The CEO that made $23 million is in that number, right? You strip out the one percenters, it's a lot less. But here's here's what I, when I finally got to the office, I found the number for you. Your paycheck, your average hourly wage, and I shouldn't say your paycheck. Your average hourly wage rose six cents. Six cents an hour. The problem was they cut how many hours you worked. So you actually, no one actually made more money in April. Just saying. Now I know they said three, two, but they didn't. That's why part of the reason why uh, gold and silver are rallying, the dollar's falling. Wage pressure really not there. But they get to say 3.2 to you on TV. So that was number one. The next part was the unemployment rate. They said that the unemployment rate fell to the lowest levels in 49 years. Right, kind of matching the jobless claims thing. 3.6%. Matter of fact, I want to be actually dead accurate. It was 3.6%. Five eight five percent. So with, they actually rounded up. It was three point five eight five percent. That was down from the three point eight one one percent from last month. So what happened? And I'm sitting there going, well, you know, two hundred thirty six thousand jobs. That's a lot of jobs. Another huge drop. And the size of the labor force. They said the that uh, the survey said, well, four hundred and ninety thousand people disappeared. I don't know where all these people are going. <laughs> I mean, I know the Navy pilots wanted to talk more about these UFOs. But the invasion of the body snatchers continues. <laughs> 490,000 people gone. Where did they go? I don't know. So, yep, the, the labor force participation rate, well, fell to the lowest levels of the year. Not a surprise there. We're operating at about 62%. Uh, which also, by the way, Here's what's kind of interesting. That's also the lowest levels 
since the 60s. So when you when you're sitting there and you're looking at the data, the they they've seasonally adjusted everything to the point where anything can be possible. So we have the least amount of people working that are eligible to work. The headline number said, "Hey, your wages rose 3.2 percent, but the actual number was you didn't make any more money in in April than you did in March." Because, yeah, you made an extra six cents, but we cut your hours. So I think that gave room for a lot of people to be excited. Hey, that was a good, strong number that really is is kind of like GDP. Hey, it looked strong, and we can brag, but it really wasn't that strong. So the I guess, you know, call it Goldilocks. Uh, but that was the big, big data point on the day. And then right after that, and here's what was so funny, because the one thing they said, all the job growth, by the way, came in the service sector, right? Manufacturing wasn't, you know, and we know manufacturing slowing down. And and uh, the month of April, the car company started laying off. So the car, the car layoffs uh, started here in April. Today, though, we got the ISM service sector report. Yesterday, we had the manufacturing, which was a real low number. The service sector said it was the weakest since August of 2017. But here's what was funny about it was, you know why it was weaker? Employment. I don't know. Again, we got these. It's great. It's the greatest. I'm sitting there going, I don't know what to believe. The government said service sector was hiring like crazy. The ISM, who allegedly is supposedly calling these companies, said, hey, yeah, we've really slowed our hiring. So, well, maybe maybe they, they did it and that's it. I don't know. But it was, it was very, very interesting. This is why you're seeing gold rally. We got dollar weakness. Gold's up uh, right now 1282. Gold's up 10. 1282 silver, uh, $14.90, up 30 some odd cents this morning. 800 951 That is our toll free number. Uh, I'm chasing a special. I don't have it yet ready yet, but I'm chasing it. I hope to hear uh, right here at during the break, get it finalized and, and put that out for you. But be ready. It's going to be something really good. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. 800 951 Also had trade deficit numbers. Uh, it's only $71 billion, so don't worry. I don't, I don't know what happened here. Because we've been talking about the trade numbers gotten a little better. Maybe it's because Christmas is over. Uh, this was a March number. The advanced... Trade deficit in goods. Oh, there you go. That's the reason. Take out banking. $71.4 billion in actual stuff. In other words, we brought in $72 billion more stuff than we sent out. That's how much money left the United States in March in trade. 
Then you think about $72 billion in trade. My guess would be another, I don't know, $20 billion left in people sending money back to their home countries. You know, no problem. Don't worry. We're a super rich country. I guess we can just send out hundreds of billions of dollars every month, month after month, year after year. Uh, I don't know. You know what? Here's what's funny, too. Trade. You know, they're talking about all this data going back to the 60s. Jobless claims, the lowest since the 60s. Unemployment, the lowest since the 60s. Labor force participation rate, the lowest since the 60s. Last time we ran trade deficits, the 60s. Well, I mean trade deficits. Trade surplus. i got to get it right. It's Friday. I'm going to start drinking trade surpluses, the 60s. Well, we had one in the early 1970s, to be fair. But really, the last time we actually ran trade surpluses, you guessed it. So I guess all the data is pointing back. I guess we're going back to the 60s. Right? And, and peace, love, and everything else. Get rid of all the statues and murals of the founding fathers, and life's going to be great. 800-951-0592. When we get back, uh, Eric's in the building. I saw him walking around. He's going to be joining us. Uh, how about this real quick? I got time for this one. The Postmaster. He came out yesterday and said that the United States Postal Service is in a death spiral. <laughs> and I'm thinking, aren't they delivering all this Amazon stuff, right? Apparently, it's not helping at all. They said that according to the Postmaster General, the United States Postal Service will run out of cash in 2024. So, let's see, just in the last 30 days, Social Security lost a year, right? Don't worry, they're going to lose more. Uh, they're still saying 2035, I think. that That's not true. Medicare said, hey, we're going to be out of money after 2026. Now, the post office says, hey, we're going to be bankrupt in 2024. He said this Tuesday that unless major changes are made by politicians who are setting up the post office to fall. Well, think about this. The stamps went up, what, from 50 cents to 55. Here's where they really need to be. And I'm just going to throw a stab at it. I don't know, two, three, four bucks? I mean, that's probably where it needs to be. They said that the post office delivered about 1 million new addresses last year. Hey, right, they got all those apartments. Think about that, right? That should be easy money. And they're also helping UPS and FedEx, but they said they just cannot compete because bureaucracy is expensive. Well, one of the things is they try to make them fund their pension. The organization stayed afloat by defaulting on $48 billion in mandated payments over the past several years. What? They're not making their payments? 
It's only $48 billion, and they're still going to be broke. They said that uh, too many restraints placed on it by the government and said that they will be out of cash. I don't know what happens then. Can the post office default on its pensions? I don't know. I don't know what the... I'm going to try to find out. There was a law in 2006 that required the post office to pay in advance for health benefits rather than covering them as they come due. So they built a health care pool. I don't know what that means about the pensions. I'll try to find that out. I, I don't know. I mean, and you know what? The thing, unfortunately, it doesn't tell me here how many postal carriers have a pension. I, I don't know that answer either. Jason's telling me Amazon does a lot of their own delivery. I, do, I know that they do, but the post office does help them. Uh, but you're right. Technically, I don't want to overstate it. We're at halftime. We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, a constitutional attorney and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. President Donald Trump is proof that the American people are tired of political correctness and how it's long bound up our dialogue. The biggest irony of all is that the same leftists who try to dictate what we can and cannot say are also the people who like to baselessly throw around words like racist, sexist, and Nazi. Let us not forget who the real casualty is in this language war. The ones who suffer the most are the ones who have genuine grievances to voice. When the left calls every conservative a racist, it cheapens the word to the point where it becomes all the harder to out those who really do discriminate. I saw this very thing happen in an article published in the New York Times. A professor by the name of Daniel Pollock Pelsner wrote an entire article calling the classic Disney movie Mary Poppins racist because Mary is playing in blackface when she goes up a chimney with Dick Van Dyke's character. Of course, there's no way any reasonable American wouldn't make the distinction between having soot on your face from crawling in a chimney and actually trying to disparage black Americans. However, liberals like Pollock are perfectly content to throw the term racist around as long as it gets them a headline. And they do not really care how many childhoods are ruined as a result of their false characterization. Of course, many people came to the defense of their beloved childhood favorite. However, their reasoned arguments were met with a very predictable conclusion. As Pollock wrote, Here's one thing I've learned about the alt-right after I wrote this article and received a zillion hate messages in response. They sure like Mary Poppins. In other words, if you disagree with Pollock's false narrative, that automatically makes you an alt-right racist along with Mary Poppins herself. This kind of linguistic chicanery should not be tolerated. Real racism is a blight upon the lives affected by it. Let us work to make sure the word is not cheapened to mean anything less than the depravity it is. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Political correctness is no longer simply about restricting speech. This tool for tyranny has led to employees being fired 
pastors silenced, small businesses closed, and truth suppressed. Thankfully, the politically correct can't censor the work at phyllisschlafly.com. Join us, won't you, at phyllisschlafly.com. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. I told you I was working on something. We've got just under 500 of these. I know that sounds like a lot, but it really isn't when you hear the item. The one-tenth ounce American Gold Eagle. Right now, a regular price is $150. If you go out to our website, that's where they're at right now. I will change them after the show. I'll change it on the website so you can order online. Because I know some of you don't like to call because you're all, I think you're worried that we're going to try to bait and switch you. We're not. One tenth ounce American Gold Eagles. We're knocking off $5 a coin, which is huge. $5 off, so it's $145 for a one-tenth ounce American Gold Eagle. We have some in stock right now as we speak in Phoenix and Colorado, so if you're lucky, you can you can buy, uh, order them today and pick them up today if you want or pick them up early next week. They're $145. If you buy a roll, they come in these tubes. There's 50 of them in a tube. right? We call them... The, the golden dime, because they're the size of a dime. Each one of them is a tenth ounce of gold. Now, is it more expensive to buy it that way? Yeah, well, you know, they got to make ten of them, right? So it costs a little more per ounce. You know, you're paying about $1,450 to the ounce, which in tenth ounce terms, that's very inexpensive. But if... You know what hits the fan. You get hit with an EMP pulse and the power's out, right? And the, the grid is down. Yeah, you're going to be real glad you got some of these. You know, this is this is not the, hey, I want to get some chickens or a gallon of milk. No, this is, hey, I need a generator. Uh, this is, I, I need... Uh, the the uh, tractor, something like that. I, Eric calls it the tank of fuel. Those of you with the RVs, right? I need I need gas. I need a uh, I need a tank of fuel. That's what these are. This is what the one tenth ounce are. Let me give you a little history about how good of an investment these coins have been. Before I ever got to Patriot. Matter of fact, really, when I when I first met Eric, so you know, and I say, you know, Eric's my uncle; he's my wife's uncle, really. I started dating Sarah, and it was like Christmas of nineteen ninety eight. So I met Eric essentially during Y two K, and Eric ran the Y two K package. I mean it. He just killed it. I used to, back in the day, I used to see all of these Y2K packages and all these people's folders, right? A roll of them in 1999 and his Y2K package was $1,600. 
Today, a roll of 50. They come in 50 in a roll. You don't have to buy a roll. But if you want to buy a roll of tents, they come in their little mint tube. There's 50 of them in the tube. 7250 bucks. So, you know, you, you start thinking about 20 years from now. What, what are we going to be talking about? 35,000. Hey, I got 10,000 gold eagles on sale for 35 grand for a roll. A uh, roll of 50, 7,250 bucks. Yeah, with the tent, they were, he was selling them in 1999 for, for 32 bucks. Today, they're 145. 20 years from today, what are we, you know, the math's probably pretty simple to do. 800. 9510592 I guess we're lucky cuz there's no inflation 1/10 ounce American Gold Eagles uh they're live we got we got we don't have all 500 in stock but we got close to 300 of them, of them in stock between here and, and Colorado they're 145 bucks a piece if you want a roll of them they come in their mint tubes there's 50 in a roll $7,250 to the roll today at 800-951-0592. Like I said, the, the jobs report was a head-scratcher. I thought it, you know, it was going to be a hey, big dollar rally and Fed talking about maybe raising rates and turned out to be the exact opposite. Uh, CVS, you know CVS, the drugstore? I mean, really, right, where there's only really two drugstores left in America anymore, isn't there? Right, Walgreens and CVS, and then, you know, uh, I guess like Costco and, and Target do the rest. They're closing stores. 46 stores. Well, this is what they announced in the first quarter. They said they're closing less than 1% of their 9,000 locations. How does that happen? 9,000 locations. They said that uh, they're closing what they called their underperforming stores. Uh, some of the closers are already on the way. Uh, only one here in Arizona. And Colorado, there was none. I don't know if they're not in Colorado or not, but none in Colorado, only one in Arizona. Texas appeared to the place where uh, Texas and Illinois, oh, that makes sense, right? Chicago, no one's living there anymore. Uh, leading the list of store closures uh, from CVS, I guess maybe, you know, what? probably the problem was they just, they got so many stores, they got too many close enough to each other and decided to, to uh, shut a few down. They're closing uh, 46 stores. And then where do we want to go next? Where do I want to go? I'm trying to figure out. I, I got done a little early. I got to stall for time here. Oh, here you go. How about this one? The post office is going to be out of money in 2024? And starting in 2024, all of the, U, the U.S. budget deficit is going to be so large that started in fiscal year 2024, just the issuance of debt to pay the interest of the national debt is going to surpass 
3% of GDP in 2024. Just the interest payment on the debt. Wow. Uh, according to the Treasury presentation, see, they got these things. They, they must have a, like a slideshow and everything. Uh, the Treasury Borrowing Advisory Committee. Right, think about that. That's something 15 years ago, never even knew this existed. And this is something we just started talking about in the last few years. But I've been telling you, the debt takes big jumps starting in 2022. Take the radio news hour. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. Just a fantastic, I love it when we have great stuff. Uh, One-tenth ounce American gold eagles, the, the, the golden dime. As Eric always used to say, this was the tank of fuel. You know, you think about gas today, it's like three-something uh, 10 years, 20 years from now, it's probably going to be like $10 a gallon. So, yeah, the, this is probably what you're going to need to fill up the tank. They're $145 a piece. If you want a roll of them, they come 50 in a roll. 7250 bucks. It was so funny because I was telling you about the Y2K. Remember, everyone was worried back in Y2K that all the credit cards weren't going to work. Right, and the cash registers and all the, you know, when they were writing the computer code, no no one, uh, you know, was like uh, thinking, oh, wait, we got to go to 2000 And it was going to cause problems. It, it wasn't a huge event, but uh, Eric was so he created this Y2K package. It had a roll of Silver Eagles and a roll of of these 10th ounce. You know, you were selling these 10th ounce back then, 32 bucks. Not only... Was I doing it? But I did it better than anyone. We sold 15% of the entire U.S. mintage in 1999. Patriot Trading Group did. Of course, a roll of silver and 50 pieces of gold, I mean, was 1900 bucks is what the package was. And uh, But it was done with the best of intent. You know, again, portfolios constructed of hard assets is something that you need to put together as and hope you don't need it, but it needs to be functional. It needs to be legal, lawful tender, not not bars, silver bars and gold bars. We've seen so many fakes of those come through here, and they're not incremental. You know, and 90% of the customers used to call going, I want 100-ounce silver bars, and now they've learned. Like, once you get one, you're like, oh. <laughs> what am I going to do with that? What am I going to do with it's this? a good doorstop. So, you know, in a, in a hyperinflated or electronically collapsed society, which is what the fear was in Y2K, that you would need these to actually function. So, you know, silver eagles were day-to-day expenditures, um, you know, loaves of bread, bottles of water, things that, that you need to survive on because obviously at the time they were concerned about the computers being off and the paper money with nothing that was fiat traded. In other words, no way to figure the value if you didn't know how many Deutschmarks or Lira that it would buy because the machines were off. Nobody knew what was happening. And usually when you get that, it takes more and more paper on it. It starts on a monthly, daily, then hourly, then minutely uh, scale. So, which these items allow you to function. So that was a silver for gold. Again, small incremental gold. Yeah, tank of fuel, $100 coin, 
You know, it costs a hundred dollars to fill up my Dodge truck. All right. You talk about RVs. RV costs four or five hundred dollars to fill it up. You need three or four or five of those. Of course, ultimately, when the dollar does collapse, that uh, it'll keep pace. It'll always will buy the same amount of fuel that it bought today, where the paper won't. Then the the bigger items, twenty dollar gold pieces, and you notice one thing that's running through the entire line is that it is all legal tender, tender minted by the U.S. Treasury. And, you know, last I looked, it said, Welcome to America. It may say, Welcome to Mexico any day now. But, you know, U.S. legal, lawful, constitutional tender, according to the Constitution, is what we always base this company on. And uh, there's another issue coming right now. There's uh, as big an issue as Y2K. And the one thing that Y2K did edify for everybody was that there's always a way. You know, people make a living and they feed their families by delivering their products. So there was everybody was getting prepared for this event so they could keep running their businesses, so the trucks could keep running, so the food could get out, the power would be delivered, even if the grid went out, they would find a way to do it. You know, if they even if if you had an ice company, you may go back to horse and carriage to deliver it with an ice van, with a horse pulling it. But either way, you have to do business. That's what one thing, you know, things just don't stop. Societies don't stop. Look at Venezuela right now. They had no power. They got no water. I mean, the, the, their services have been spotty at best. So they're pretty much going through Y2K. The power issue is a big, big problem over there. And they have no supplies. But little by little, they get through. You know, now over there is a different issue because socialism has destroyed the supply lines. God forbid that ever happens here. So what you have, though, is it, always people trying to find a way that they make their they feed their families by getting goods to the market, and that all, that'll never end. But what you use to acquire those goods always changes dramatically. You know, you look at Argentina or Brazil, and I always you tell when I said it as currencies fall, they fall monthly, then daily, then hourly, then minutely. You know, and they always said, well, you know, in in Argentina. You uh, you take a bus instead of a cab because in the bus you pay when you get in, the cab you pay when you get to your destination, and the money has lost a lot more value in why the ride is going on. It's a little little tongue in cheek, but now you've got the issue of Donald Trump signing the executive order of the electromagnetic bomb, the the EMP, the the pulse that could go off in the atmosphere which is Y2K all over again. And it's the articles are out there. You know, this was always something that I always laughed at. Well, you know, when the when they blow up the electromagnetic bomb in the atmosphere, I always I have these old cars that run on points um, that, uh, you know, I'm going to be fine. But ever since, and I have said, and I talked to Lindsey Williams, too, about this, that I believe there's an American event coming, and I don't believe it's going to be economic as we know the the you being able, Trump's not going to bail out. He's not going to bail out any of the insurance companies. He's not going to make them banks. He's going to let them go under. So the elite know that. So you look at it, you're, the chances of you being able to buy your neighbor's home again at 20 cents on the dollar in lifetime, very slim. So that list leaves inflation. That's where we're going. That's the cycle we're in. Wages, cost, fuel, electricity, energy, everything is going to go sky high. Just get ready. We are at the very precipice of a super cycle for the U.S. dollar. Final segment coming up. 
I'm Eric Cedarstrom, just sitting here in the last, getting ready. I'll be on two more hours uh, for you people in Phoenix. Just flip over to khnc1360.com. It's uh, amazing Joe's talking about Y2K, very fortuitous, because the electromagnetic pulse, you know, the bomb, the, the, the EMP, you know, that President Trump signed the executive order in, I think it was a month ago, just a little over a month ago, it was the first order ever to establish comprehensive policy to improve the resilience to EMP. EMP's White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee said, well, Huckabee Sanders, of course, the EMP threat, hotly debated point. You know, again, the liberals, the why me, you know, or the not me, or why why worry, don't worry about anything, uh, everything's going to be fine, the, li- the government will take care of me, doesn't care at all about it. A lot of people believe it to be an existential threat. In fact, I believe that it's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when. They don't build these things to not use them, and whether it's here or there or wherever, but you will see one. And in today's society where everything is smart, smart, you know, everything's hooked into a computer. Never before ever in the history of society have you got an entire world that is run, supply chains, power grids, food, energy, everything is going through computers. All your data, listening to this radio program. We found a company It's going to be a new affiliate marketer with KHNC. Very proud uh, company out of the heartland, right out of Kansas. Talked to one of the principals yesterday. Great people, wonderful people, American-made product. And they've got it. These guys are making it. I mean, these uh, Homeland Security Department, these guys are, are making for military. They're doing everything. And they're putting together a discount package for our listeners. If you go to empshield.com and use uh, promo code KHNC, but what's amazing is that they make them for houses, for cars. If you have solar, and I'm just talking about an EMP attack. How about a lightning attack? If you have solar on your house and you're in this thing 80, 90 grand, which is what they cost, and you do not have uh, EMP protection on that, you're an idiot. People would... Really? Yeah. I mean, if you don't have it, it's gone. It'll blow it up. It'll just roast it. These things are amazing. These things, they shunt the voltage, the amperage, and within a nanosecond, and they just take it to ground. And they've been doing all these tests. Your radios, your computers don't even get warm. And you can install it on your house pretty much by yourself. I mean, anyone with half a brain, I believe what has to be done is you got to pop out a fuse and stick, plug it in and then mount it. So, but... Uh, you know, electrician would do it for pennies, I'm sure. But uh, it's incredible. How about for your car? How about for your generator? Now, I have a place up north, generator backup. And you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, if everything goes down. So you're like, all right, if the EMP goes off in the atmosphere and the power grid's going to go down anyway, and it will. Okay, but if you, it'll fry everything. And ultimately, as we learned from Y2K, they're going to find a way to get your power bill running again. But when it turns on, when it all goes back on, if everything you own is completely smoked, including your house, you're not going back on with it. So your backup generators get fried, too. They make EMPShield.com makes a unit for that, for your automobiles. So if this happens, if you get an electromagnetic bomb or a grid goes down and you're at work, you can't get home. But if you've got EMP Shield in your car, you can get home. So the the myriad of products that they make, and I'm by no means an expert at this, 
But anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there. Go to EMPShield.com. Uh, discount code KHNC. Wonderful, wonderful people. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't forget, you've got 10th ounce American Gold Eagles, legal, lawful, constitutional tender, incremental gold. The very best you can get. Call 1 800 951 0592. Thank you. We'll see you in the next hour.